Hello, and now we are being joined by Ohio State punter, YouTube extraordinaire, Drew Chrisman punter. Uh, you can find him on YouTube at Chrisman Crew. And then, of course, you watched him punt a lot of footballs over the last couple of years. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Not too many footballs. Ohio State doesn't punt too much. That's but, fair. Uh, <laughs> That's certainly that a lot fair. of old. There's a lot of touchdowns in there, so you'll see me holding for extra points. But uh, I got out there occasionally, enough to get my name out there. You'll yeah, say that. That is fair. That is fair. I was going to say, uh, usually we shout out Twitter handles, but uh, can't oh, straight do that to the right now. That's the first. I like it. All right. Chris can't McCree. do that for you right now. So, well, we- <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. You guys were the first ones to actually point that out. I had no idea. I've been trying to kind of stay off social media a little bit, but uh, – yeah, that was a weird one, blocking a 2016 bottle flip video. That one, <laughs> that was actually the first bottle flip video I made. So I don't know if that is, is going to say something. Maybe that's the end of the bottle flip. I don't know what, what you, Twitter's trying to tell me, but uh, <laughs> I'm not loving it right now. I can't, I can't even direct message anybody, so it's weird. Twitter is a bunch of haters. I know. Um, You're right. <laughs> uh, no, but it, yeah, no. I, we, the reason, I shout out to YouTube, I was just watching some of the old bottle flipping videos just because of how insane they are thank it you crazy you're yeah um it's it, i was mine I was, my mind was blown i'm terrible at bottle flips i cannot do them at all um okay. yeah i mean it's kind of been and gone by now but i'm still trying to fight and uh keep it alive so don't yeah. don't beat it's yourself all, up too bad it's always fun can. to watch it's always fun to watch so there'll always be a market for it. brandon flip that bottle right now i was gonna say as he as he takes a sip from his bottle, I mean, you're just asking for it. I mean, I, I could try, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> it ain't going to work out well. Flip I'm not right a good now. bottle flipper. Right, let me move this drink because that will spill absolutely, and then I'm really screwed. Uh, nope, nope, didn't get it. I heard it. It was a bad one. You was... could have told me you made it or not. There you go. Okay. <laughs> landed just like this, so <laughs> no, not at all. Maybe by I almost completely missed the table that it's on, so... <laughs> Not a big bottle flipper. That's all right. Oh, man. All right, Brandon. So uh, we are here to talk about, you know, football, draft. Do you want to go ahead and get with the get with the first question? Yeah, Drew, just uh, what's your pre-draft process been like? I know right now you're in Alabama, I'm assuming training. Uh, so, yeah, just what's your pre-draft process been like? Right, yeah. So I've been kind of bouncing back from here in Columbus. Uh, right now I'm in Alabama training with my kicking coach. And then when I go back in Columbus, I'll work with the same strength staff uh, that I was basically the last five years at Ohio State. Um, but for the majority of this month and a typical year, I would do individual workouts. But because of COVID, they canceled all individual workouts. They canceled the combine, which I was supposed to go to early March. Um, so really, it's just been the pro day and then the draft, which is you know, it's a good thing if you have a good pro day, because then that's all the film that people have to watch. And, you know, it's like, all right, well, that's that's all they compare to other punters. But if you have a bad pro day, I mean, that's kind of your one shot. So it put a lot of pressure on that pro day for a lot of guys this year. Um, guys last year didn't even get a pro day. So, you know, I feel bad for them. But at least we were able to get a pro day this year and then continue to send film out to people. But as, as of right now, you're just continuing to get better and waiting to see if your name gets called at the end of the month. So. It's kind of stressful, but it is a little more relaxing, I guess, than a normal year um, coming off of a good pro day um, if that did happen. So, 
Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned, I was at your pro day media session. Um, you mentioned that you had a few punts that even hit like five seconds of hang time. And so, I mean, I'd say you had a pretty good pro day. then. Yeah. That was a big thing I was trying to show. Um, just uh, always increasing the hang time. Cause that's kind of the biggest thing from calls the NFL. Um, just the guys that can't get down there um, as quickly that they can in college because like a, a couple of rule changes. So hang time is definitely of the importance. And so that was one thing I was wanting to show. And I think I did a, a, a fairly good job of that as well as directional as well. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good after the pro day. I'm feeling good where I stand. Um, so just keep the zoom calls that come in, just keep putting a good impression and hopefully somebody takes a chance on me. So I will say two, two future NFL teams in me and Brandon's Madden league. I, <laughs> the, the computer drafted you for me. Really? You were a great punter for like 10 years. So you're, it's all good. Yes. It's all, it's, it's all been simulated. You're good. You're set. That's a good, that's a good sign. I'll Get ready to go to the years. Buffalo bills. That's, that's inside information. <laughs> Buffalo. I mean, that's, that's, it's not a bad gig right there. Some interesting weather are going to be some games, but uh, yeah. I'll yeah. take it. You're from the yeah. Big Ten. You're fine. Yes, the Big Ten. You're used to that. Um, so speaking of these Zoom meetings, it's it, it's it's a big story every year. Like, what are the ha, has any NFL team asked you like any like weird questions or anything like that? It, it's been pretty much by the script. Um, some everybody has their own process. Some mm-hmm. guys it's very quick, just going through. Like, there's basically ten questions that every team asks you. And you almost kind of see them coming. So you kind of already have the answer ready. So it goes by pretty quick. And then afterwards, it gets into a little bit more specific with like your game film, uh, just your technique, what you thought on this punt, um, kind of how to respond to a bad punt, some of those more general questions. And then some teams, I even had pull up like game clips and had me walk them through an entire punt. Um, so it, it kind of ranges from anywhere from like a half, half hour to an hour. And each team, I believe, gets uh, – they can call you five times throughout this process. So uh, I'm sure I'll be expecting a couple more calls this month. I think they – either today or tomorrow they'll get the, uh, the pro day film, mm-hmm. and I guess they'll start breaking that down with me over the next couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, that's basically as much interaction as I can have with teams right now as just all through Zoom calls. So. Mm-hmm. And um... – obviously coming out of high school you were the number one punter pretty much everywhere uh you were u.s all-american so what was your recruitment like and what made you really pick ohio state yeah i um so actually going into high school i was a quarterback i planned on playing uh college well as a quarterback and then i get hurt my sophomore year had to get tommy john surgery um playing uh jv stuck out for a fumble dumb thing tore tore the uh same 10 as a baseball player would so that totally kind of had to shift my entire focus and I still punted I was punting for varsity at the time and so I was still able to punt and that's kind of when I really started to kind of fall in love with punting so didn't even know I could get a scholarship just from kicking a ball Uh, my dad he was a big basketball guy so he's my sister plays at uh, Thomas More right now Uh, They just lost in the NII championship. So um, big basketball family. Didn't know much about uh, football too much scholarship-wise. So uh, my first ever visit was Florida State, um, sitting down when Jimbo Fisher was still there. And uh, this was after I got ranked number one at a couple camps I went to. And he offers me a full ride right there. Just uh, I was at like some junior day. 
Uh, I was I just went down there because I didn't know what to expect. They just invited me down there, and I get in, ended up uh, getting offered by uh, Florida State. And then after that, just the floodgates just opened. I mean, it would seem like just every week I was getting three, four offers. I didn't even tally up the the, uh, the total by the end of it. But yeah, my top three were Florida State because they were kind of first, that first impression. Um, they were really the ones who got it all started. And then Ohio State, obviously. And then uh, BYU, because of religious ties, um, I'm LDS. So just kind of as a faith perspective, that's something I've always wanted to, um, they've always been drawn to me. Uh, but yeah, ended up going with Ohio State just more just because it was close to home. Um, been able to go home multiple times throughout my career, which is uh, pretty nice, especially during the offseason. Every other week, just about able to go home, get a nice home-cooked meal. Um, that was a big selling part, just uh, you know, you never really felt like you were too far away. Um, plus, it's Ohio State. I mean, it's you're going to get to play on the biggest stage, and that was a big drawing point to me. Um, we got to play in the national championship this last year. That was always a goal. We lost, unfortunately. Kind of funny that I'm in Alabama now, and they're the ones that beat us. But, uh, <laughs> um, that, yeah, being be able to play on that stage. And I mentioned we don't punt too much. Probably should have done a little more research. But I think uh, I think I ended up. <laughs> having a, a, an okay career with the little amount of uh, sample size that I did get, but. Uh, I'm very happy that you didn't go to a uh, Florida state because I'm a Gator fan. So okay. if I would have had to hate you then and we couldn't do this. So that would have <laughs> Well, you would have loved to see me out there. Yeah. But at the same time, I would have been like, Oh great. This guy's going to pin us in, inside the 20 now. So that's going to screw <laughs> us over. And, and let's speak of in the 20. Look, you punted at least 72 times because you placed 72 punts inside the 20 yard line, which is yeah, third Merson school history. That was that was a big uh, emphasis. Um, it's kind of started with Coach Meyer. He uh, our game plan was actually to get so we fair catch, get the ball around the 25, get two first downs. And then obviously, if we can score, that's ideal. But the minimum was, was to get two first downs. That puts us around the 50-yard line. And then I'm able to pin them inside the 20, hopefully even uh, closer to the goal line than that. Stop them, get the ball back around 50 with a new fresh set of downs and go score. Um, and we did a very, very good job of that over the uh, my career. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of – I mean, those, those 72, probably the majority of those came from getting the ball around the 50 and uh, being able to hit my backspin punt. And the guys go down there, uh, pin them deep. So um, I'd like to think that, yeah, that was kind of my specialty in college. So, I mean, as it's 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 funny to have to be a teammate that nobody wants to see you hit the field, but at least you did your job whenever you were on the, <laughs> right, whenever, right. whenever you were there. Um, gotcha. So, what uh, you train with uh, with Johnny the the Johnny Hecker's coach? I forgot it, the name's escaping me, but what? And which NFL punters like do you watch and uh, watch to like try and improve your kicking uh, abilities, basically? Yeah, it's, uh, Mike McCabe, that's the kicking coach. Yes. yes. Uh, kicking. Yeah, he worked with a lot of different NFL guys. Um, two of his first ones were Johnny Hecker and uh, Ryan Allen, who was with the Patriots. Kind of forget where he's at now. Uh, but there's a, there's a bunch of NFL guys down here currently. Um, so there's probably about five or six. Um, at, at the moment, um, hopefully I can take one of those, become one of the seventh uh, soon. But uh, it's always good just to watch what they do, kind of pick their brain about the experiences they've had already in the league. Uh, just kind of compete with them just day in and day out. 
Um, I feel like that's, you know, you're going to go into a training camp where you're, you're not going to be the only punter. You're going to have to compete against at least one other guy. So if you're competing against five or six other pros who are currently in, you know, in the NFL, um, who will be competing for another job this coming year, um, going to a training camp, competing against only one guy makes that a lot less intimidating. Um, so I think that's kind of the biggest thing just from like a mental aspect. Um, that's, I mean, it, obviously it helps your form as well too. You, you always got to be game ready. Um, so you, you, you know, you find out what works and you keep honing in on that. So. Yeah. Um, but also you mentioned you're a high school, you're a high school, you were a high school quarterback. You're one and one in passing in your college career. What was it like to get the call and, uh, and knowing you're going to go and, and get that, get the passing attempt? Yeah, it, it was a long time coming. Uh, we had about a different punt fake just about every week, just looking at the team, how they, uh, their punt block system. Um, and this, yeah, this started all the way back to my freshman year. You know, we had, we had calls in where I'd throw some little bubble fake or a little post route, uh, but they never ended up getting called just because we jumped out on teams so quickly uh, by halftime, you know, we're already debating about putting our backups in. So running a punt fake at that time is more just humiliating for the other team than it's beneficial for us. Um, so yeah, we ended up getting a game. I think it was the big 10 championship. We went down a couple scores we're backed up. We get stopped. I think it was around the 20 yard line. So I'm standing at like the five and uh, yeah, coach day, he, he dialed up the fake. And honestly, I was just more excited that I, we actually got to run it because that fake we've been practicing just about every team that entire year. Um, I can, so I threw it to Luke Farrell. He was our tight end. I even joked with him before the game. I was like, Hey, maybe, maybe this is the game running in practice. Um, and because it's all every game, it was just like, all right, we're not going to get to run this, but uh, we got the opportunity to, and uh, thankfully we executed because that would have been a, that would have been a tough position to put our defense in um, um, going into halftime. I believe it was. So um, yeah, would wish I would have got more show off showcase a little more, but I was happy. At least I got the one. So hopefully in the NFL, you know, you'll just get to throw a few out every now and then. That's true. That's true. Depends on the coach. You gotta, you gotta go like, uh, some coaches are are much more in tune with uh with with fakes. They're all so fun. It's always so fun to watch a fuck a, a fake punt. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Johnny Hecker. He was kind of the one who's really opened that up recently, which is another reason why I watch like watching his film. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, being able to, I think it's a lot has to do with your special teams coordinator and the relationship you have with him and the trust, because um, that's really putting his job on the line. You know, that's if you don't get that. That's a that's a big a big black eye so uh you got to make sure you execute when that is when it is called upon so and then uh so this question is kind of out of left field but it's something that when it happened was i would say it was like pretty viral on social media um so, but okay, a couple years ago so you've been married for about a year now uh yep. when you proposed what went into setting that up because you proposed at the spring game yeah. You were holding the kick and then your girlfriend at the time was going to kick and then you proposed. So what went into setting that up? That was a very uh, chaotic week, honestly. Um, everything I've kind of already been established the day of. Um, it was more just fighting nerves. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully she says yes at that point. But leading up to it, I didn't know until I think the spring game was like on Saturday. I didn't know for sure it was going to happen until like Thursday. 
um, just because of all the different kind of regulations that I had to, the hurdles I had to jump through because it's Ohio state had never been done before. It's such a legendary field, um, you know, be able to be able to do that, all kinds of NCAA things. Since she was a student, it was hard to get her on the field. We had to come, it was a bunch of different hurdles and finally we figured out a way uh, to get it done. Um, yeah, we, she didn't know going into the game, she was going to be kicking at halftime. It was a couple minutes before halftime. We had someone go into the stands and, uh, the kicker at the time he just graduated Sean Nuremberger his girlfriend was in on it and they were sitting next to each other um so I was glad I had her there because I'm sure Avery my current wife she would have been like oh no give it to another girl let someone else but she was the kind of one who was like oh Avery let's do this it'll be fun uh so they both were down there at the time and um obviously Avery went first that would have been a little awkward uh, <laughs> Sean's girlfriend went first but uh yeah it was it was very nerve-wracking um, it, I mean, it's just one of those, it was just, it's one of those experiences where it feels just like an out of body experience as like the ball's coming, you know, I've done it. I've done it thousands of times holding the ball, but you know, picking the ball up and like, you can see in the video where I like stop her, she was headset on kicking it. If I didn't stop the ball, <laughs> if I didn't pick up the ball, she probably would have kicked it right out of my hand. But, uh, yeah, it was just one of those. I mean, I, it felt like I blacked out for like a good minute, like the whole crowd, once they started realizing what was going on. It was just very electrifying and the team rushing in. It was a very special moment. And then uh, our video, our video film crew and be able to capture that and uh, edit it like the way they did. It was, it was really special. And yeah, people, people seem to take notice on social media because of it. So it's, it's something that we're going to have forever. And um, probably our, our kids will make fun of us for it, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's something at least we'll have. So. Um. Is that is that's probably the your favorite moment on that was took place on a field I would assume, but what is other than that what what's your favorite like on the field moment from your Ohio State career? Yeah, if I didn't say that was my favorite, I'd probably be getting a <laughs> kick when I get back inside. But uh, uh, there were so many uh, on Ohio State Stadium, or you just mean like during my football career in general? Just like just in your football career, like your favorite in game moment, basically. This last year playing in the national championship, that was really special just because that's something I've always wanted to do. Um, years back, uh, playing at Michigan State was probably my favorite game. Um, ended up winning MVP as a punter. So that's always, you know, that's going to be something special you'll remember for the rest of your life. Um, I, it's so hard to narrow narrow down one. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just such, a, such an awesome experience. I mean, I wouldn't change the world um even even like the first game just being able to just go out there and say that you did it like, you know, I tr- i'd redshirted the year before watched uh learned under cameron johnston who's now putting for the texans he just got a new deal um and it's just that whole year is preparing and actually going through an entire career like he did um looking back on it, it went so fast but i mean there's just so many so many moments, especially with teammates, things that you'll never, you'll never forget. Just a locker room experience. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was a, it was a fun five years for sure. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just going back a little bit to, uh, we spoke about the bottle flipping before. Uh, what would you say was the hardest one that you've done? Cause like, I know, I know to me, the one that I would think is the hardest is, you're outside you kick it and it lands on like the windowsill that one looked like the hardest one but uh 
yeah which would you say was the hardest for you yeah it's, it's kind of funny um a lot of sometimes people think um some of those are harder than they actually were uh that one might have only taken me well i say everyone takes me one try but um <laughs> not necessarily the truth for most of those but uh yeah that one only took about 10 15 tries if i can get a backboard like that window you can see in it hit the window and kind of chilled if i can get a backboard that makes the shot 10 times easier um it, it kind of funny the the hardest one that you were asking uh it was just after i so i grew up my hair my uh, grandmother had uh, breast cancer um so I, I grew up my hair for a year and donated it um so i was like bald bald uh, like we we went down like i just got a haircut yesterday and i mean it was to like the scalp i mean we went all the way down just so i could donate the maximum amount um and it, I did a bottle flip video after that where I flipped it on my head, my, my bald head. Uh, <laughs> there's no backboard on your head. And I not learned, quickly learned that my head is not the, the flattest of surfaces. So, <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was funny. I spent probably a good hour outside trying to flip it and get it land perfectly on my head. Um, so, yeah, that was probably the one of the more frustrating, but definitely the most satisfying when I actually did land it. Cause, um, I use that profile picture for <laughs> a lot of a bottle standing on my, my bald head at the time. So, yeah. um, so, uh, I, I, I wanted to ask, we don't normally like, you know, I don't, I don't like talking about like other players or anything in this, but I wanted to ask you, since it's like been in the news a lot and it's been annoying me and I don't even know the person. <laughs> what do you think, what can you say and speak about Justin Fields as a leader having been with him? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I'm a Pat McAfee fan. I, I saw his little, um, I don't know if he was the one who broke it or uh, Dan. It was, Orlo it was Orlovsky. Orlovsky. Yeah, he had Dan on and Dan was saying what he had heard. Wait, was, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. There, there, I saw a lot of speculation. I have never seen one. I mean, the, the guy, the guy is any way but that of a bad teammate or leader. Um, I mean, yeah, he was voted a captain. Um, I mean, the first he got in there, and he, I mean, we really kind of knew that he was going to be the guy, just the kind of the way he carried himself. Um, never had a bad interaction with the guy. Never, never, that never even came across my mind. I don't know where someone would have got that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it could just be because of media trying to knock him down. I've heard that was like a speculation or someone just, just putting it out there just cause. So I don't, I don't know where that came from, but certainly never been my experience. And I, I guarantee you everyone else at Ohio state, which would, would say the same. Thing, so. Yeah. It's been this big thing that apparently he doesn't care about the game of football or anything. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it would possibly come from other than people just being stupid. Uh, but I just wanted to clear that I've asked you so, since you have firsthand experience with the guy. No, he, yeah, he's a great guy. And, um, you know, he, he never, I mean, the guy obviously was like a celebrity at Ohio State and, and never went, never turned away from a guy, you know, wanting to reach out to him for an autograph or something. Obviously, this year, COVID, you know, fans weren't here as much, but, you know, he even came down and sat with the specialist and ate with us pregame. So, you know, mm -hmm. he wasn't big for anybody. Um, so a very humble and hardworking guy, that would be the two characteristics I would give him. So all those reports I would say are, you know, false. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then, uh, we asked this, a lot of people give the same answer like, they can't really talk about most of them, but do you have a favorite urban Meyer or Ryan day story? 
that you can tell. That, yeah, that you can tell. <laughs> uh, both of them le- are going to be legendary coaches. Coach Day is an incredible coach, and I loved my time with Coach Meyer as well. Um, two different kind of coaching styles, I would say. Uh, I mean, as far as uh, favorite stories, um, obviously, when, when Coach Meyer gave me a scholarship, that was a big one. Definitely memorable. Uh, he was just fun to watch at practice, Coach Meyer. I don't know if there's a certain one, but after punt period, which is period one, we basically had the rest of the practice off, kind of standing on our own, doing our own little drills. So. Um, just kind of watching him operate practice was he was great people watching. And I'm, I'm a huge people watcher. He, he was always fun to watch, just like his mannerisms. I mean, you can even see it during the games, like on the sideline. He's very animated and very gets into the game. Um, so, yeah, I think just my experience of just watching him, um, it was very enjoyable for me. And then Coach Day, he was a lot more laid back, kind of um, kind of let me do my own thing. Coach Meyer was always right there at punt, watching every single punt I did, put a lot of pressure on me. And Coach Day just kind of trusted what I did. Um, so he was just – I mean, it was just always good to just go up and talk to him, um, just like it was anybody else. Didn't really feel like you were talking to your head coach at the time. It just felt like, you know, he was just not like a friend relationship, but, you know, he definitely, uh, definitely was a lot more – I'm comfortable to talk to, I guess. Um, but uh, I can, not a certain, not a certain one comes to mind where I, I uh, would like to put out there in the media, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. Um, so you mentioned, or we already spoke about like you're married, you mentioned at some point wanting kids and we know just a lot about you bottle flipping your religion. So do you have any non-football plans right now, whether it's post-career or during your playing career? Yeah, so I, I graduated with a, a degree in uh, family financial services. So the goal after football is to become a financial advisor. Did a couple of internships while I was in college, really enjoyed them. Um, so I have a couple of doors open. Um, you know, football does, doesn't work out, but uh, kind of putting all my eggs in one basket right now. Um, you know, down here training um, for this entire month. And I think I'll at least be able, if I don't get drafted, I'll at least be able to, you know, uh, make a training camp somewhere. And, you know, if that doesn't happen, I've kind of given myself a year after that, um, be able to train again and try again next year. Um, And then we'll kind of see where I'm at at that point. But obviously plan A is to make a team and and play for them for as long as I possibly can. Um, So, yeah, not trying to think too much about after football because, you know, this this is the goal right now. This is what I've been training for the last five, really my entire life. So um, my wife and I are both very excited. She's here in Alabama with me as well. So um, we don't know. I mean, a month from now, we don't, I don't know where I'm going to be. It's, it's, it's kind of exciting, but also kind of nerve-wracking at the same time. It's going to be a whole new chapter in our lives. So uh, we're excited and we're ready for it. And then uh, lastly – uh, we asked this question to end every interview. Um, do you, you're uh, familiar with my calls, my cleats in the NFL, right? Are you, are you, are you familiar with my calls, my cleats in the NFL, that program? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we basically just asked, right? Like if you had to choose today, like what would you want to represent? Oh, it's a great question. Um, yeah, I know Cameron, he did, uh, in Philadelphia, he did something with the, uh, 
think dogs there being able to, like adopt don't shop or something i would love to do something kind of on brand but uh with uh giving water to people that don't have access um haven't looked into it too much i have uh you know there's the whole flint michigan thing with the water there but i think i'd rather maybe go out of the country and uh you know some of the third world uh countries where uh water isn't as accessible um so kind of you know staying on brand with the whole water bottle flipping but mm -hmm. uh i think that is that is is a good thing to look into um giving clean water to people that don't necessarily have the uh luxury of that like we do here um so i don't know what what foundation or whatever i have to get in contact with but that's certainly something that i would be uh, drawn to working with so um i was actually gonna say when you brought that up like mentioning specifically wanted to go out of the country um chris long who's a dn who was a dn in the nfl he has uh, yeah. his organization is uh water boys where that's pretty much what they do like they go out of the oh, country really? okay. and help provide clean water to those who don't have it yeah, no, I would, I would definitely look into what he did or maybe even join and partner up with what, uh, uh, what you called them, Water Boys. Yep. Pretty neat. Cool deal. Well, thank you so much, man, for coming by. It was a blast. Uh, good luck training and good luck next month. And uh, can't wait to see what, uh, what the future holds. All right, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Bye, man. Have a great one. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Peace.